0: Hello and welcome to episode 5 of my Storytime with Boone podcast. This one's a little bit different and a bit extra special. It's being recorded live at Red's True Barbecue, right in the middle of Manchester. I'll be doing a live podcast like this once a month where I'll be inviting one of my friends from the music industry to come along, sit with me and chat about the careers and life in general. Each month, using a special password you can only get on the previous week's podcast, we'll allocate a limited number of tickets to our podcast followers, and they'll be able to come to the event free of charge and sit with us while we record it. And then the old thing will be thrown out into the ether within 24 hours as yet another free Storytime with Boone podcast. My guest this week is a man that I've known for about 30 years now, a true gentleman, I've always said that about him. He's a British music icon and undoubtedly the biggest party animal of all time. Happy Mondays legend, (laughs) Bess. The unsigned band that I'll leave you with at the end of the podcast is a very cool Manchester band called Larkins. I'll be playing a track by those guys because they're making such great music at the moment. As always, thanks for downloading the podcast and don't forget there's a Spotify playlist to accompany every episode. And feel free to leave a little comment as well on my iTunes page if you like what you hear. My podcasts are brought to you by Distorted Productions. And big thanks, as always, to those wonderful people at Red's True Barbecue in Manchester for helping us to make these podcasts, which are essential to the long-term survival of the human species, I reckon. Right, let's do it! Story time with Boone, with Red's True Barbecue. Is everybody in? Yeah. We're hey. We're hey. Should we start? Yeah. Yeah? yeah? We're just waiting for our beer, but we won't wait. We'll just we'll crack on. Um, thank you all for coming, first of all, and... Uh, Thanks to those of you that have been buying the podcast or buying it, free download of the podcast. Um, I've got to say thank you to a few people, first of all. Distorted Productions are the guys that came to me a few weeks ago and said, now that you've got more time on your hands. That's an XFM-related gag. Um, how about you do a podcast? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. What is it? Because I've never done one. I've never done a podcast. I, di- I didn't subscribe to podcasts. And they explained to me what one was. And I said, yeah, I can do that. They said, it's like a little radio show that you, you download. Nice. Thank you, Oscar. 11-year-old Oscar delivering the beer. That's good. it. <laughs> <Boon Army. clears throat> so they said, uh, it's like a little radio show that you can carry around in your back pocket. You get it for nothing and all that. So I thought, that sounds good. So that's what we're doing. So thank you to the Distorted guys. And thank you again to Red's True Barbecue who are currently sponsoring the podcast. That's why I keep talking about them in my podcast. That's what sponsorship is. Uh, but it's great that they're doing it, and they've given us a great venue to do this thing today. So once a month, we're going to get together uh, and do this sort of thing, just a little gathering with a few of the podcast followers. Uh, and one of my friends from the music industry, <laughs> he walked in bed just then, he says, so what are we doing? What is it? <laughs> Anyway, so that's the introductions out of the way. I've got to say thank you to the beer people as well. Pistonhead Head at the back. They're giving everybody that attends uh, a can of beer. So you've probably had yours already, haven't you? Yeah. I'm on number three now. Uh, I'm guessing if you run out, just go back. He's a nice guy. He's smiling. If he's got any spurs, You will probably like, like oh, you. have them. Just give me a minute while I open it. Right. Is that beer all right for you, guys? It's you? lovely. <laughs> Could use that. Pistonhead, it's lovely. Picture Bez like with thumbs up. Do you remember when you used to do that? You used to do a DIY thing, didn't you, on telly? Do you remember that, Bez's DIY tips on a Sunday on telly? Uh, jobs are good. <laughs> jobs are good and, <laughs> fucking hell. I was saying to my wife, i way, and this is Mrs. Boone over here and my kids. And I was saying, on way, and I said, thinking about it, because I've obviously been making notes, I've been preparing, I've been preparation. One of my mates said once, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. So I always do notes on that. Um, so what I was saying was, I started writing things down that I was going to talk to Bez about tonight. And by the time I finished, I was fucking exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> he's done everything, he's like, I wrote a list, of, yeah, a short list. Yeah, this is like the bullet points. Fucking oh, that's of heavy mics. Bullet points. Living off the land, fracking, politics, setting up your own party, bees, celebrity big brother, homelessness, drugs, being a dad, being a gentleman, Joe Strum, a motorbike crash, living with the t- tribe, pimp my taxi. That sounds like a poem by John Cooper Clarke. But that's just some of the things, just some of the things uh, that we're going to talk about tonight. Um, where do you start with all that? Let's start at the beginning, Happy Mondays, mid-1980s, Little Alton, a little suburb of Manchester. Bez's mates start a band, and at some point, Bez gets told to get on stage and do that fucking mad dance. Do you, do you remember the night it happened, Bez?
1: I certainly do, click with uh, fondness. But uh, thank, thank God for drugs, that's all I can say. <laughs> when they went to me when I went to the craze teacher and said what you wanna do when you leave school I went like that. <laughs> and she said you won't get anywhere doing that <laughs> and little did she know.
0: That can either be the first edit point of the podcast or the best bit of any podcast that I'm ever going to have my name on. So that's exactly what we want tonight. Loads of that stuff, yeah. Uh, best memories of uh, being in the Happy Mondays, Bez?
1: Uh, one of my favourite times, well, uh, just recently, uh, oh. uh, anyone seeing the rainforest? Singing in the rainforest. Singing yeah. in the rainforest. That's recently, like... That was a great trip. Like that That's going down as one of my favourites now. Yeah. Because cause uh, well, it's such a beautiful location. And it was such a bonding moment for the Happy Mondays because we had really been talking for the last 25 years. <laughs> and we actually started talking to each other again on that trip. So that was really nice. But the other time, uh, for the rock and roll moment, it's got to be uh, Rock de Rio, when we played Rock de Rio in uh, Brazil.
0: Yeah. That was a while ago. I remember that. Didn't invite me, did you? <laughs> that Amazonian jungle, uh, the the tribe are called the Embera tribe. Is that right, Embera? Yeah, the Embera. So basically, a TV company took Happy Mondays out there for a week, put them in an Amazonian jungle with a tribe. That already sounds like a recipe for fucking disaster, <laughs> doesn't it? Were they, then, were they one of those tribes that do hallucinogenic a stuff?
1: Yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I had to, did, did actually do hallucinogenic. Believe it or not, <laughs> I couldn't believe me. Look, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, one night I got uh, they did this initiation into the tribe where they even gave me a name, but it was that hard to say. I can't remember it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but. Um, but uh, yes, I took this uh, thing and they all done this uh, thing ceremony and it's like uh, boyhood into manhood. And uh, the fucking film producer who's right, Knob, was panicking in case I died on set. And he threw half of it away so it didn't work. So we're complaining to like, the witch star and said, that fucking shit, I won't tell anyone's come back for that. It was shite. <laughs> I gave him rolls for it. He spoke Spanish, luckily he didn't understand the word. But he got the gist and he came back to me the next night with a fucking pint pot of this shit, like that. (laughs) And he went like that with a wicked smile on his face as he handed it over. And yeah, (laughs) the lot went, I tell you what, I've never hallucinated so much in all my life. I've done all sorts of lucid I've done DNC, LSD, (laughs) uh, magic mushrooms, you name it, I've done them, but whatever this shit was, fuck me. And it was fucking powerful. And I seen, like, I was trying to catch little spirits, big spirits. the spirits coming out the tree. I was even chatting to spirits. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was fucking crazy. And uh, even when they went to the toilet, they even followed me to the toilet. And uh, I, w- I was going that... Uh, Just madness. like it the Asiander, innit? Yeah, yeah. But I went that bonkers at one point. And we had this SAS geezer, and they looking after us because we are in the jungle and that. And uh, he got called into action because I was going. To, I was disappearing into the jungle down in the river. I was off my nut, you know what I mean, having it. And uh, I ended up getting signed up in my sleeping bag <laughs> for my <me laughs> own safety. So I had to be tense to fall asleep. You
2: know what I mean? So get,
1: get rid of them all. Yeah. Was better like that. But what a night that was, yeah. Never forget it. <laughs> Sounds like it. What a night that was. Bit of an understatement, isn't
0: it? Uh, that track, you should get it. If you've not got it, iTunes, Happy Mondays and Mbira. It's a track called uh, Ooh La La to Panama. And all the proceeds from it go to the actual tribe. So it's a big deal. So do that when you get a minute. Not, not just now, because we're busy, aren't we? Um, after the Mondays, uh, January 2005, you did something else that was completely endeared yourself right into the arts of the nation when you went and won Celebrity Big Brother. Do you remember that?
1: I, I do, actually, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that, uh, believe it or not, there's another drug story involved with that one as well. Is it the one, is it uh, the one just uh, before you went in? Is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, I found out three days before that I was, I was going in there. I, I think Hockey was doing it before me, but he shit himself and, he, and uh, passed the job on to me. But uh, I found out three days before, so uh, I didn't have no time to think about no preparation. Straight in from New Year's Eve, so i right off my napper. And I've, uh, I've got all my pals with me from Manchester. There's like f- about 50, 60 people turned up. They all got banned the first night. None of them will hold back ever again. But uh, anyway, I got into the big brother room and uh, there's a call to the diary room. I've been in there for two minutes. Beds to the diary room. Oh, fucking hell. Marched off to the diary room, got in there, opened the door. I was surrounded by Buddy. Uh, all the production staff, every uh, everyone and his dog were in the, in, the, in this diary room and went like that, Bez, we've heard you brought seven grams of waste. They knew exactly what he had, I couldn't believe it. And a gram, <laughs> and a gram of MDMA in with you. I went, fuck. <laughs> and so uh, I, I went like, of course I denied it. I said, right, listen, I'm right off me fucking napping. No, like, r- flying. I can't tell you how fucking off it I am, you know what I mean? But I managed to convince him I wouldn't do it. And they believed me. Brilliant. But I ran out, the worst thing was the penultimate day, because I never thought I'd last that long in there, you know what I mean? Somehow I won it. <laughs> but on the penultimate day I ran out of whiz. I went, oh, bastard, you know what I mean? i have been in there for three weeks, you know what I mean, with a little bit of whiz. uh, I only had the MDMA. and I don't know if anyone's ever took MDMA, but it's a fine line between just having the right amount or too much. (laughs) I went for the other option, and I did a little bit too much. I thought, oh, sweating under there. Sweat pouring off me. My jaw was everywhere. (laughs) Davina kept telling me to take my sunglasses off. (laughs) Davina
0: knows best. So with some of your profits, you bought a taxi, didn't you? Or you had your taxi
1: pimps? Did you already yeah. have a taxi? Well, I didn't actually buy it, because I. Actually, this is the power of TV. I, I went like, oh, I've got a pimp me fucking ride. Right. Next minute, every company wants to pimp it for me. So I've got a free taxi, I've got everything for free. But easy come, easy go, guess what? It got fucking robbed, didn't it? <laughs> Was it Manchester at the time, or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, it uh,
0: Over the years, obviously, we've seen the party side of you. That's an understatement, again. Um, We've all got to know you, not just these people. Everybody, the man in the street's got to know you. kind of bloke who sort of gives a serious fuck about what's going on in the world and in society. So what point did that party animal turn into this conscientious, political person? Because you weren't like that at the beginning, were you?
1: Well, I've always been that way, but I've had no no opportunity to express myself uh... But because uh, I had gone through a, a life where I'd been... Well, started off... I thought I was fighting the revolution, so I'd give up all my, all my worldly possessions to go live in uh, communities in South Wales. And uh, I was getting right into it, you know, like, fucking this community living, uh, all, all that. And uh, because I'd given up everything, so when you give... Because I'd tell the government to fuck off, and you can't really tell the government to fuck off when you're... Uh, you know, surrounded by all your worldly possessions because they come and take it off you. So, uh, so I had to give it all up, you know what I mean? But I gave it to everybody who was close to me, all my friends and family all benefited from my moment of madness. And uh, I went to live in this community and that. And it started off uh, uh, really all right, you know what I mean? But, uh, that, but because you're living on other people's land and that, and the thing, and, uh, I was always asking what to, uh, if you could do this, or if you could do that. And it turned out that uh, the, the the main landowner he had serious mother issues, and uh, he had uh, and he hated me missus and he asked us to leave, <laughs> which were fucking bit shit, really. But uh, hang on a minute, are we talking about where you currently live in? Yeah, yeah, no, in South Wales. Uh, I right. started off in South uh, But what I love about the Welch is because uh, and uh, around that area because they're I'm really into this. Uh, alternative lifestyle and there's a a lot of people uh, and some of them amazing craftsmen, amazing people I've met since I've uh, moved into this lifestyle because I'm off back down there tonight, only come up to Manchester's Mondays and Tuesdays but But, but can I tell you but that that, uh, led into, uh, I got involved with the uh, fracking issue because uh, I don't know if anyone, has anyone heard about Moss and what's going on down there? Well, yeah, well, it's, uh, and it, it's, it's unbelievable what's happening, Clint, because it's still going on right now. Uh, 69% of our country has been licensed to frack. They're saying that it's for uh, a new energy. It, well, it's not for a new energy. Uh, the price of oil has gone down to less than $30 a barrel. Uh, and, and basically what it's all about is the disposing of an old energy and that's the disposal of uh, nuclear waste. Uh, and the, this, our, our island is going to become a nuclear dumping ground. This is the things that I found out. And and, and well, I thought it was bad enough there was going to frack. You know what I mean? But if it was just fracking is just terrible on its own. But it's what they're going to do with these wells after they're finished with the and they're going to tip all this nuclear waste down. We've got at Sellafield, we've got over £15 billion worth of waste just sat above the ground. We just recently signed another new contract with the French to take all their nuclear waste in. Uh, whilst we was uh, at uh, Dave Hugh, because we've been taking Section 6s on uh, their different, uh, different land, uh, well, land all over the North West, from uh, Lancashire, uh, Cheshire, uh, Manchester... Uh, all, all over the play hole I've been everywhere on, on the fracking issue, uh, supporting supporting different communities as it as it arrives at their door. Because until this this threat arrives at your door, you don't realise the well the, the seriousness of, uh, of, of what it entails and what it entails for you and your family and your futures. So so I've been getting involved in all that, and uh, yeah, and the frightening thing is it's still going on. Uh, uh, democracy is ending because Lancashire County Council just recently voted against fracking uh, the, 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 our, our government turned around and said you're a bunch of nimbies you know, we're, we're not having that and now uh, they're, they're taking the decision from the local council to, to, to a national level and they're, they're just going to uh, ride roughshod of, uh, over any democracy we have and we're moving into this um, that this situation where there's a thing called TTIP, the Transatlantic Trade Investment Partnership, and basically that means the uh, corporates uh, have more power and say over than over any elected government, and and they'll overrule any decision a local council will be made. If, and it, basically they'll sue the fuck out of you if you don't allow them to to have their profit. So uh, corporate profit comes before the welfare of the people. Basically, I decided to rise and, and, and try and, um, well, do something about it. And yeah. Go on, go on, let's have it for yeah. yeah. There's
0: a couple of things there. One is, <clears throat> it's quite obviously not some celebrity trying to sell a fucking record, which I love. It's a man who's showing more passion for his beliefs and for our welfare, than he has done for probably anything he's been involved with, including music. This is more important to him than any of that, and it's fucking big credit to you, man. So it's, it's for the long term, I and mean, you and the We Are the Reality Party, that's not just a, something that for now, it's, it's going to be for a while,
1: isn't it? Yeah, well, the that Reality one. Party still goes on there. Uh, uh, at the end of this month, we're doing, um, we're planting Sulphur's first forest garden. Uh, we're going to plant loads of apple trees. I grafted loads of trees last year. And I've got some uh, mature trees to put on there outside the wool pack. I've been working with uh, Coffee for Craig, a homeless charity. And uh, since I've got into politics, I've got to say something for, uh, uh, about politics. Because I've met loads of councillors recently, Labour councillors. And uh, people who actually get involved in politics, and I've got to know him. I've got to say, all, there are some lovely people involved in politics and they got involved for the right reasons. But uh, like you say, the, the bigger picture just uh, takes over uh, and, any, uh, uh, any believes what uh, any individual might have, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so uh, I, I've got to defend some of this, uh, the, the, the Labour councils because there's good people out there trying to do a good job but uh, just in a ridiculous situation, you know. So what I like to uh, really see is us moving into a true democracy yeah. where, where the, the people make the decisions and we, we, we have the power we have the power to make, like, for instance, should there be a monitoring on the fracking issue? Yeah. We're having one on Europe. And, uh, and I don't... To be truthful, I don't understand what's going on in the politics. I, I've, fallen, I've fallen out of it a bit. And the maddest thing about uh, setting up my own party was actually trying to get fucking five people in your own party to make a democratic uh, decision. Like, oh, my God, what's (laughs) fucking going on? We can't even get five of us in the same room to fucking, like, democratically, like, agree on something. What chance have we got with a nation, you know what I mean? It's fucking, like, mad, you know what I mean? So... I've gone back to the land really and uh, deciding that uh, the only way to do it is uh, you've got to take back responsibility for your own life. So, uh, that, that, and that's what I've been doing, been trying to create our own power, creating our own food, making our own <laughs> medicines, because it's all about uh, prevention and nobody talks about how we prevent all these fucking illnesses, what we're all, dementia, cancers, fucking all that, all these new diseases, what are about, are all, all uh, created. And they can be decorated by by uh, taking preventive measures. And what we need to do is what what some of the ideas is. Because uh, I've been going into schools with bees and that, trying to teach. Uh, no, we have got to start with the kids, showing where uh, where the food food comes from, Absolutely, and taking yeah. re- responsibility back for your food. Teaching how you use food as medicine. So who wants pharmaceutical medicines? Who wants to go to the NHS? We can we can we can. Make it so we don't ever have to go to the doctor ever, and it's just a few simple things what you got to do uh, in your life, and you can actually change your own life around just through diet. Yeah, and that's that's what we got to do is uh, uh, start looking at uh, teaching our kids how to uh, reclaim uh, uh, and take take responsibility for the, for their own food chain. For the revenue, because you can't be crying when you can do something about it. That's what yeah. I always say. That I'm all for doing something about it. Absolutely. Uh, Mention your kids again. There. So you, you said. Monday and Tuesday you come up, you take your
0: kids to kickboxing, you know, On one of them you do. Well, well,
1: on, on, uh, My youngest uh, lad, he, he's nothing like me. He wants to be a fucking scientist, and he does extra maths on Mondays. <laughs> so uh, can you believe it? It's Immersion. like seven wanting to do extra maths, so I do that with him, and I would go either skiing or something like that after. And uh, on Tuesdays I do like skateboarding and kickboxing. Yeah, cool. So tell, yeah.
0: tell them the story about the time when... A few years ago, you took one of your lads to um, kickboxing or karate tournament and you sat there with all the other parents in the audience and the the referee did something they didn't like and you went down (laughs) and fucking offered him out.
1: No, no, uh, I got two older sons and uh, they they did kickboxing as well. But uh, yeah, I was like the embarrassing dad at this sporting occasion kicking off with the referee, you know what I mean? But well, it's my first time I've ever been to a fight, watching my son, you know, my son in action. I uh, got really involved. Really? I, <laughs> I made a bit of an embarrassment of myself.
0: But about the bees, then, so you got a, just a few hundred yards from here. There's a building. Is it top of Printworks? Yeah,
1: no, the Printworks. I, I'm not actually. It was my energy what got them up there. But uh, they, they, <laughs> they, 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 no, it was. But. Uh, Elf and Safety took over, and we were kicked out. Oh, really? There's yeah. <laughs> chickens as well. Yeah, there's chickens up there. There's uh, veg up there, and uh, the the money raised from the uh, honey from the bees goes to Boots All Children's Hospital. Yeah. And uh, the all, all the the I think the eggs that get sold from the chickens. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and the, all all the food box grown goes to. Uh, <clears> at <throat> night what they do for the homeless being cool. in the homeless
0: that was all over newspapers that when you became the bee man wasn't it
1: yeah, yeah that was funny that I've never had so much attention before keeping bees who would have thought it
0: when did the uh, king of bees become the king of bees Bez uh, wh-
1: <laughs> wh- well I've always, I've, always looked, I've got a great relationship with my bees it started off really dodgy top but, buzz it. yeah top buzz you know that <laughs> yeah. I've, got, I've got loads of on there have you, been a question? Have you been stung by any of them yet? Uh, oh, I've had some of the worst stingings in my life, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've had one uh, round the ankles, I couldn't walk for two days, but the worst one was when I went beekeeping with my slip open and my pants. Are you joking? <laughs> oh, no, I regret that day, I tell you. I was screaming like a bunch of run- and I was all running, <laughs> patting myself. I try not, no, because you're trying to, like, not kill him, but and, like, oh,
2: <laughs> protect
1: yourself at the same time. That
0: reminds me of, one of me and Charlie, when we were driving in here today, and she said, I remember the first time I met Bez, and within seconds of being introduced, you drop your kex to show a big, big scar that you got on your back end. Enough. Yeah, you'd had a bit of an accident. I think, uh, you, what was the official line? He fell onto what? Fell onto the dishwasher.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, oh, yeah. It wasn't
0: what I. Mean. I know what actually happened, but you know what to talk about. But do you remember that you Drop You dropping your catch slot, aren't you? Uh, Any yeah, uh, opportunity to get me pants down. Um, let's talk about Joe Strummer. I only ever met Joe Strummer once. It was you that introduced me. We were in uh, London at some party, Elbow Room, I think it was called. And you said to me, Joe Strummer's over there. Have you ever met him? I said, No, I haven't, but I'd love to. And you said, Come on, I'll introduce you. And you took me over to him. Do you remember what he said? Because you, you said, Joe, this is my mate, Clint, Clint Boone. And he went, Boon Army. Yeah, yeah. Nice one. First words from Joseph Boon We had a good chat there. Um, the reason I mention him, I, I've got a feeling that you became good friends over the years. And in hindsight, it's easy to see why similar spirits and that. Do you think he inspired you to be even better than you were for the, like,
1: well, up well, until the present day? What it was, is, uh, is it a mentor, is You know, When someone comes along and uh, teaches you how to deal with your situation you're in. And uh, that's what he done. He came along... Uh, at a time where I just broke up from a uh, black grave, and he's gone through. Because when you leave a band, it's like uh, being divorced from your fucking, you know, the pain and the heartache It's awful, isn't it, Clint? Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you you felt it, won't you? It's or, it's horrible, you know. Brain.
0: Well, actually, the, the band splitting up didn't really. That wasn't the darkest point in my life. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, it's not great because yeah, suddenly you're your everything you,
1: For me, because I, I get emotionally involved in everything, and so it really hurt me. And. Uh, one night I was sat there like grieving away, and there's a knock on the door. He opened the door, and there's Joe Summers uh, at the door with his missus and his kids. And I couldn't believe it. He drove all the way up from Reading wow. uh, because he knew exactly where what I was going through at that moment. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, we became really good friends after that. You know what I mean? And uh, right, up, right up till his death. But what he'd done is uh, show me how to involve your family in rock and roll. Uh, I, I, and show me how to, have a better t- how to have a better time at rock and rolling than what I was having. There is a nice balance, isn't there?
0: That's what I've found over the years, that you can, you can have... I, I saw it with, from John Peel a lot, that he, he was not scared to go on radio and talk about his family, which is quite inspiring at a time when other DJs weren't doing that. You know, a lot, of, a lot of DJs, a lot of pop stars that make out they were single or whatever, and there's Peel talking about his wife, the pig, and his kids and that. I always find that quite refreshing. But uh, yeah, there's a nice balance you can get. I think even even now, I like the balance between band, DJ, radio, podcasts, and, and family. They're all there, look. They're all, they're all there watching me, watching me work. Uh, let's talk about this. Um, at the end of each podcast, I sort of do a little bit where I talk about family-related stuff. Sometimes it be birthing and raising kids and education. And that it's actually my favourite bit of the podcast. That, but I think a lot of people think, oh fucking, I'll skip this bit. He's going to be talking about placentas again or something. But it's, I just think it's, it's important today. It's a big part of why I'm doing it. Is it? I want to cover a bit of everything. So you're currently spending a lot of your life living on. A, it's not a commune. It's a Lancashire community. Is it Hertfordshire, Herefordshire? In Hereford. Hereford. So tell us about that, because it, it, it sounds proper idyllic. What you're doing.
2: Yeah,
1: well, the, what it is, it's a, a return purpose back to my life, and uh, that's what I wanted. I got my bees down there, uh, I, I'm involved in uh, my own projects, I've, I've made everything from bi's doors, yurts, uh, roundhouses, uh, the, the list goes on. Yeah, and um, I can't believe that I've got to, uh, like, I'm 52 ne- uh, next April. I've got to now in my age. And my life feels like it's just beginning again. I've got a uh, fresh purpose, le- le- learning new skills. I'm actually real. I'm, lo- I'm loving life, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm loving, uh, I- I- I've-, I've loved this new lifestyle What I've found. And, and uh, my sons are involved, I've got all my... My, uh, my oldest sons are down there, and my granddad now, my, my grandson comes and it's a great environment for the kids, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. tree, trees, I'm having some fucking chopped firewood for the fire every night, but I like it, I like yeah, going yeah. out, and yeah. uh, I like fucking getting up and thinking, right, I'll go chop the wood for the fires tonight, you know what I mean? And you've got to go get up and actually do a bit of grafts to get your eat, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I <clears> love doing, like, little jobs like that, you know what I mean, so... For me, it, it's uh, it's not for everyone. We're growing our own food. We've been eating loads of... Uh, m- mostly we have uh, uh, know a lot of our own food. And because I'm into uh, juicing, I do distilled water, uh, apples... Uh, we've been making our own medicines from uh, KM uh, teachers, ginkgo teachers. We're making... And I, I'm just like, wow, and... Uh, I found out how to cure every disease. I feel, I feel like jump the bats out at some time. I go round healing people with just with a look, <laughs> and not just because I can heal. it, just cause a little bit of knowledge what you gain from yeah. there. No the old housewives knowledge and all that. how to keep well. Like, I, I mean, last time something.
0: I spoke to you, I just thought you sounded exactly like the medicine man in a tribe. You know, that's, that's what it sounds like. What you do? You are, you are the medicine man, aren't you? You always were. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know what I mean? But yeah, we've been making uh own beers. I'll have to bring you some of the booze. We're yeah, yeah. uh, doing brewing, so we, so basically, I'm, uh, I'm making my own energy, growing all my own food, growing all my own eyes. What the fuck? What do I need you what for? I'm making myself better. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't need uh, the corporations for fuck all because I can take care of it myself. So get out of town. That's what I'm saying to.
0: Absolutely. Him It's a
1: perfect perfect word to live in it. If we could all do that,
0: we all did do that at one time, didn't we? Many years ago, that's how people lived in it. You mentioned a couple of the high points in your life. Um, What's what's been the lowest bits, career wise?
1: Yeah, well, well, the lowest bit is when I got done for uh, domestic violence a couple of years ago and uh, that was the lowest thing for me what's ever happened to my life. And uh, what, what I say now is, uh, I, fucking, I can only say it because I went to prison but I didn't go to prison. I went to prison because I, I, I wouldn't fucking uh, abide to the, the courts and what was happening to me because um, I, I believe in, in England we should have a fair trial and... Um, and uh, what I do admit to is uh, what what I didn't do is what I got accused of but what I do admit to have is having bad behaviour and what I've been able to do is, is uh, I've been, to a, been able to address my bad behaviour but what I think is uh, the court shouldn't be we shouldn't have a system where we have a trial without jury because we can't we can't uh, ask a judge to sit, sit impartially to, uh, and think it's all that that for me was my lowest point, point. I'm still fighting it. That's why I started fighting the revolution. Uh, living off grid, gave up all my land because of uh, the treatment I got uh, through that 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 uh, incident. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, that that is for the for me the lowest point of my life. And still it, well, no, I'm over it now because uh, you have forgiveness. You know what I mean? Uh, friendship. With me, she's mother of my son and all that. You know what I mean? And.
2: and
1: uh, you know what I mean. Life goes on. You know what I mean. But me battle with the government still, still continues uh, to the uh, to the day. I won't lie down. and I won't be kicked under the table like a dog. That that was the lowest point. But out of the lowest point came uh, the best best thing what's ever happens to me in a weird sort of way. Because now I, I I've moved into it, uh, the the lifestyle I've been talking about. Amazing. You're in
0: better shape oh, well, than yeah, you've ever yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. You're in better shape in every way than you've ever been. In your head, man. You're fucking top. Well done. Yeah, Beards, yeah. ladies and gentlemen.
2: Yeah.
0: So what I do at the, end of, um, at the end of every podcast, I always like to end the podcast with a, a piece of music from an unsigned band or artist. And today it's a band called Larkins. I don't think we're actually going to hear them in the room, but if you get the podcast tomorrow night. Oh, we are. Wow, we've got a DJ. Hey, this is good, isn't it? Fucking hell, man. So, um, yeah, a band Larkins, who, I was sat at home yesterday, getting ready to do this, and I thought, oh, fuck, I needed an unsigned band. And I got an email off a mate of mine, Joe, who I think has just left the building, and he said, um, I've got this unsigned band that need a bit of a leg up. I have a fucking perfect timing. Get it over to me now and use it. So, the band called Larkins, they are brilliant. They've, uh, they've had a couple of tracks out already. Um, there's four of them. They're from Manchester. They're called... Josh, Dom, Matt and Henry they're all 19 year old uh, they've got an EP coming out soon and they are brilliant so have a listen to this Larkins and thank you again to the people I need to thank Red's True Barbecue Distorted Productions Pistonhead Lager the best lager in the world um, and big thanks and uh, big love to Mr. Bez for being the best party person ever and we'll play out with this this is uh, Larkins Let Your Ear Down Speak to you next week. Thank you. Storytime with Boone with Red's True Barbecue. Subscribe now on iTunes.
2: You speak so slowly that your words turn dead and gone. Your eyes seem lonely because you've never been here before.